1: Low Budget Live and a special emergency press conference edition. This is the news. Middle of the week, Low Budget Live for Wednesday, October the 18th. And I teased it a little bit. I said there were things coming, changes coming on this week's show. And here we are. Low Budget Live, no Biloxi Blues, the intense news music was needed and and so many low lifers have reached out and said hey man hey man what in the hell is going on with all this mlf craziness what is going on they released a you know 7 p.m tuesday night press conference went a press release when everybody releases press releases when you don't want anybody to read it and uh had a had an angler meeting yesterday, and holy crap, so I had so many people say you should do a podcast and help us clear up all this craziness, because it is indeed, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of moving and shaking, and I said last week on the show, last week, this week, two days ago on the show, that uh, I was hearing big changes were coming, a lot of shake-up, and the first thing I want to clear up for everybody on this very special edition of Low Budget Live, very special, uh, this is like old times, man. It's been, uh, four years really since, since I, I started doing the special editions and and now I get in a rhythm of doing them on Monday, but here we go. Special edition. I had the time and here we go. Uh, the first thing I want to clear up is no, no, a lot of you have asked me, uh, since it appears, uh, and, and, and from what the word on the street is, is that, uh, Marty Stone has been thrown out with the bathwater. Uh, I will not be replacing him in studio. No, uh, you know, uh. I, I want to just go ahead and knock the rumors out now that Jim Wilburn did not call me and offer me the job. Uh, the only time he calls is to try to make me lose a job, you know? So you no, know, I just want to clear that up. A lot of people have been reaching out about it. That's, that's, that's not what happened. Uh, and I am actually sorry to make light of somebody losing their job because it does suck, especially when they've, uh, you know, Waived the MLF BPT flag for as long as they have. And they're an owner, but uh certainly a lot of changes. The media company, uh Wintercom, which I believe is Jim Wilburn's company. I really don't care. Uh they're taking back over the media portion of this. It's no longer under MLF, it's under Wintercom Shocker. Uh there. And uh, I thought he retired, but apparently he is back in black. Um uh, as only he can be. So Lots to sort out. Lots to sort out. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of low lifer questions, man. I, you guys blew my inbox up last night when the uh, press release came out. And, and and look, I've heard from from sponsors of theirs. I've heard from anglers of theirs, and everybody's damn confused. Everybody's confused. And I'm not going to say I know all the answers because I don't. But I'm going to do my best to sort it out. To sort it out. Uh, you know, you go back to. 2019, my last year on the FLW Tour, when we heard rumor that they were going to buy the FLW Tour, and I was out. I made a video, and it upset these people, right? Uh, it upset a couple of them in particular that I, I said that I would leave because I thought it was going to be an absolute teetotal f- show, and guess what? It has been that uh, more times than not. It, ha- it just has. So uh, this is four years later uh, where I do get to say, yeah, it, it was indeed that. You know, it, it, it was, and it still is. So, and I, and I didn't want them in charge of my future. And I took the bull by the horns and, uh, so be it. I started this crazy podcast thing. Uh, I'd actually started a couple years earlier, but, but to go back to that, you know, we have the big split, right? And I, and I've got, listen, y'all are going to love this low, budget you can probably see them back here peeking, but, uh, this is as low budget as it gets, but you go back to 2018, the fall of 2018, all the crazy, there's going to be the split. And I think that people are divided, but people, including myself, were excited about what it could look like and what the opportunities were for, for fishermen because these guys all went to meetings with Boyd Duckett and with Jim Wilburn, and I'm paraphrasing because I would never put words in anybody's mouth. But but the the overall gist of everything was we need you to sign this contract. Streets are paved with gold. You're going to make more money than you've ever made before and the sponsors are just going to come and knock and we're going to take Bassmaster off planet earth we're going to decimate them and at the time it looked like they did they took a lot of their anglers they took a lot of the brass but we're going to decimate those guys off the earth and you're not going to pay entry fees we're going to take this format that we've had for a tv show that's been successful and we're going to apply it to a pro tour. It's going to be called the Bass Pro Tour. And here we go. Sign on the dotted line. And I'll, I'll never forget one of my near and dear friends. That will remain nameless. He knows who he is if he listens to this. Calling me, leaving one of the meetings and said, man, Boyd and Boyd and Jim Wilburn just make me feel like the granddads I never had. And they're just going to take care of us. He also left within a couple of years. So you can do the math on who that was because he very much found out they were not the granddads that he was looking for. Um, but it decimated pro fishing. It decimated the FLW tour. It was not good. It was not good. And, uh, and of course I had a vested interest in that. I fished the FLW tour. I loved it. I miss it to this day. I miss the Forestwood cup, RIP Forestwood cup. I miss the old FLW tour. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the competition. I mean, I I miss all of it. It was great. They had a good thing going. You know, it was sold as they were going to go out of business if we didn't buy them, because we are great at running businesses. Brr, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do in this very special, very special able, very special. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you a very low budget breakdown. I'm going to show you a low budget breakdown, and, and I want you to... Take it all in. And I may have some of these facts wrong. Most likely I do. But because there's been so many changes, right? It went from uh, entry fees to, or no entry fees to entry fees to entry fees to no entry fees. And we're paying and we're doing every fish counts and we're doing five and we're doing one pound minimum and we're doing three pound minimum. And we're doing two pound minimum and up next Every angler has to get in a cage match and fight it out while Lurch does the announcing let's go. And then to win the championship, you get to noodle for catfish. I don't know what's coming <laughs> and it's, it's really hard to keep up with. And, and I think one of the biggest arguments that, that they have had since the beginning is it is very confusing. You got this round and this round and that knockout round and this round, and it all comes together after 17 days and it's, and it's tricky and dude, I am a fan of so many of the guys over there that fish. I am friends with so many of them that I do watch and keep up, but I hear those complaints, and I see the comments and things. And to be honest, the only thing I felt like they really had was the every fish counts and the catchway release because it was different. Now, your atypical bass fisherman, tournament fisherman, grew up on five fish. They hated it. And and you remember in 2019, they ran the commercial of like MLF. We take care of the bass better than anyone. And they were like showing people weighing bags ugh, and coal floats. Ugh, elbow dropping bass. Psh, we just gently lay them in the boat and we caress them and send them back into said waters. Then they bought FLW and ran as many uh, you know, live whale tournaments as anybody does in the country and, and beat on their chest about that. So it was very mixed signaling, and but very... Typical of what we've seen of this entire situation, right? This entire situation. Uh, But I'm going to take you through just a history for me, kind of how I've seen it. And again, a very low budget way of doing this. And I'm going to show you really where the changes were. And then we'll work our way up to this newest debacle uh and and we'll talk about that okay class all right class here we go i I hope i can do this with the camera and everything uh but but i've even made a trip to walmart for this okay like i here we go all right here we go i don't know if you can see this probably can't here we go i don't know that you can i'm looking at the camera i don't know if you can so this is let's go with 2018 and 2019 okay these are just These are just 2018, so the fall of 2018, we have the big boardroom meetings where everybody's going to sign their life away. Wolves versus sheep, we remember, we remember. this is the whole nine, right? It was going to be a good time. Uh, Invite only, the 80 greatest bass anglers in the world, some of which of the best of the best of the best got passed over in this and were only invited after other people turned down said invites, if we remember that. But it was invite only in 2018, invite only for that 2019 inaugural season that was going to set the world on fire, 2018-2019. The angler voice and look, I'm paraphrasing. I have these things in quotes, and I don't know if you can see it at all there on the camera. I can't tell because of the lights, but I'm reading it to you. If you're going down the road, you're not, uh, you're not watching it anyways. The angler voice, though, is supposed to matter. The angler voice was going to matter. Angler votes, things like that, which did happen to a certain extent. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but there were quotes being made of the, you know, streets paved with gold, more money than ever before. We are the elite of the elite. The elite series thinks they're elite. We are the most elite, even though we haven't had an event yet. We don't have fans at all. Uh, activation wise. We don't know how we're going to do that. We don't care. We got a lot of big plans and, uh, but you're going to make more money than ever before. But the biggest carrot, in my opinion, that looped, roped, whatever you want to say, most of these. Fellas, in no entry fees no entry fees you're not going to pay entry fees we are going to pay you big money and there's going to be no entry fees that was the pitch right there at uh right right here no entry fees we're going to do our every fish counts thing that we've done on tv it seems to work it's dramatic and it is it's it's cool again i never had a problem with that at all one pound minimum they hated lbl in 2019 (laughs) that's on my notes Uh, But they bought FLW, killed the Forestwood Cup, and the Tour. But they had a red crest there in La Crosse, Wisconsin. There were seven people there. Edwin Evers won it. There were seven people there, I know, because I knew people that had to go. Uh, Then we go to 2020. COVID happens. Here we go. This is fun. This is fun. Uh, No entry fees still. Every fish counted, one pound minimum. Remember, they had the two events there at uh, Table Rock. And they kind of switched some things up, but one pound minimum. But about summer, July, there was an article came out about uh, COVID cost cutting. And there could be some entry fees that might return. That started being the word, 2020. Also, from their original mission statement there, the bottom 10 in points would drop out, which I said would be very interesting if it included ownership. Newsflash, the bottom 10 didn't drop out. And in 2020, they elected to not have Red Crest. All right. Are you keeping up? Are you paying attention? Here we go. I took the time to do this, dude, because this is all confusing. And I feel like this is what I do on the show, and the fans need to know. So here we go. 2021. This was a quote from Boyd the bigger, bigger prize purses than ever before. But, but entry fees are coming back. Entry fees are coming back. COVID gets blamed for that. The minimum weight changes, which I applauded, like, to two is variable, right? Two pounds, whatever. That could have happened in 2020. But I don't freaking remember. Uh, but around this time, minimum weight changes. And this was actually, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is a quote from Boyd from an article. Paying entry fees is what we have done our whole lives. This is a short-term economic challenge for MLF, Boyd. Duckett angler votes were still a thing they have red crest but it's small uh for everybody except for connell he won three hundred thousand dollars but they don't have the pomp and circumstance it's at lake eufaula they actually moved it it was going to be in texas remember they had weather issues moved it to eufaula last minute connell wins 300k there's no you know expo or anything it's a small red crest in 2021 you know they're still fighting through those economic challenges i guess but paying entry fees is what we have done our whole lives now this is the same cat and keep in mind man keep in mind it's the same cat that said no entry fees, dude this is the new age of tournament bass fishing there you go 2021 i'm probably missing some of these facts but just just keep up just keep up here we go here we go so 2022 we got every fish counts it's a variable minimum they're still paying entry fees you're starting to hear rumblings of upset anglers You've heard rumblings of that. We've seen, by this point, you've seen the Polynyx and the Christies and the Justin Atkins and the Swindles uh, have left at this point and have headed back to yonder Bassmaster Tournament Trail. Uh, The team series is created then, which is a pretty cool idea for a TV show there. I think that's 2022 Uh, don't forget this overwhelming stat cheating is swept under the rug. That's really kind of the history of the entire thing, but cheating is swept under the rug in 2022 with the Sprague, uh, information deal. Uh, cheating is announced months later after a Randy flowers, Facebook post. And also they had Redcrest in Tulsa. It was a dramatic, exciting ending with Bobby lane winning in the last minute. It happened. Perfect. They had a live crowd there. It was very cool. I gave it absolute, uh, two thumbs up. I wasn't there of course, but, uh, because I value my safety, but, uh, but Red Crest was cool. It was cool. I don't know that they had super amazing crowds or anything. It's nothing like the classic obviously, but it's still in its infancy stages. And the last moment of that could not have been drawn up any better. All right. Keep up. Keep up. 2023. 2023 which is the year we are currently in and a lot of these changes happen in the offseason of course but i'm just talking about the tournament year but they changed to the best five format that everybody's known that's been the tournament thing for many 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 years it's very intriguing to watch in that uh live scoring you know catchway release deal that they've got i said it it was intriguing it was awesome in my opinion uh live viewership a lot of rumors that it wasn't going well people didn't want to watch it you know i thought it was awesome again we got some cheating going on we got the no look the no look catching smallmouth by several guys and and nothing happens except for dispenser sheffield several more got away with it for sure uh but, hey, everything's okay. They have Red Crest there. They're still paying entry fees. I actually have have Red Crest written down here twice. 2023, albeit uh, for all the cheating and, and bull uh, going on, uh, was not really that eventful for them other than that one crazy Cayuga tournament. Everything else was, like, really good. They had a lot of momentum. A lot of momentum. Uh, a lot of momentum. And even, you know, talking to one of their employees, after all the, the Cayuga bull crap, he was like, we take 15 steps forward and 30 back. This is ridiculous with this kind of crap. And it, and it is very true. Now, let me get you to where we are. Of course, it is 2023 and they just made this announcement. But let me show you kind of what, how I decipher the BS that I'm seeing. And I say BS, look, man, everybody, like the people that are MLF fans are like, you're just a hater. That Listen, I this is literally just factual, right? I'll give you my opinion, but this is factual. So, in 2024, what was just announced for next year, we're going back to every fish counts, but there was no angler vote on this. You hear me? This is supposed to be, go, go back to my, if you need to rewind, it's going to be a very angler-inclusive league. We're going to be voting because they did vote on the five fish thing, but the decision was made, we're going back, and nobody was told we're going back, right, To from what I'm hearing, because there's a lot of pissed-off anglers right now, okay? So, Going back to Every Fish Counts, they said in this press release that their numbers, this is the first honest thing they've ever said, I feel like, uh, uh, in regards to numbers, that their numbers sucked last year. They, they saw a hit. And I said I applauded them for listening to the anglers and going to five fish, but I also thought that they were really kind of kicking themselves in the nuts because the people that liked it liked the Every Fish Counts thing, right? and you weren't going to win over the people that already just didn't like you because of the five fish. Uh, Or they were already watching, they were just bitching about it, which tends to happen on the fishing internet, right? Just the internet period. But no angler vote. We're going back to every fish counts in 2024. We're going to keep that uh, six competition day thing, which is like this round and that round, and they combine and all that. They're paying entry fees, which are somehow like paid for through the – MLF angler association or something, but you're still out of pocket a certain amount of money. It's all very confusing. I have heard mixed from different anglers that they're going to end up being out of pocket like 31 grand next year. But I don't, I I don't, I don't, I'm still confused on that part. Uh, I think they are as well, but they're paying some sort of entry fee. It's an 80 person field. Supposedly the bottom 10 going to drop out or whatever was supposed to happen last year too. And really the only like Lambert left uh, he was going to get Cubby left. And then uh, Ish and Bobby left to go fish the Opens. And Mike McClellan was really out of that, like the only one that really got cut, in my opinion. <laughs> and, uh, and it's unfortunate because he's one of the best dudes in bass fishing. And uh, he got the raw end of the company that he's supposedly an owner of. And that doesn't happen to other owners uh, unless you're Marty Stone or Mike McClellan. Uh, but it's an 80 person field. And you've got uh, guys that have qualified for 2024 from the current tackle warehouse pro circuit, the Matt Stephens, the Gray Bucks. These, these dudes that have really, you know, they've been with FLW, they've stuck with the bull crap, and now they're trying to get to that upper echelon, to that carrot. And now we got the changes for 2025. So I really feel for the tackle warehouse, guys, and we'll get to that. But this is what's being proposed, because I think a lot of people are confused. I know they are. I was, I've talked to anglers. I've read the press release 47 times. It is confusing at best. Their proposal is for 2025. They're going to a 50 angler field. That means there will be 25. Luke, how are you going to get a 25? To, to my math, you're going to have 25 guys get the boot. 25 guys get the boot from the Bass Pro Tour. They're just going to be, hey, well, you can go pay entry fees and fish the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit for us, please. Um, but... This will be these 50 anglers will be comprised of this top 35 in career average. I've heard talk that they might let you drop a year. If you got a bad one, I don't know how that's going to sort out. I'm sure they don't, to be honest, the way they're really shooting from the hip. Uh, but top 35 and career points averages. Okay. Then they will take the top 10 from the 20, 2024, the upcoming season points, and they will be invited as well if they are not in the top 35 so they'll call down that list right It's kind of like the opens you you've got kenta kirmira uh kamira finished in the eq points race qualifying for the elite series bizarre an elite series guy so you take another angler very similar situation obviously so they may have to call down because you got to assume that the top 10 points will be made up from a lot of guys that are also in the top 35 because they go out there and they get it done uh, so, and then the last five, so that gets us to 45 of this 50 angler superfield of the best anglers in the world. Uh, and then we go to the top five from the pro circuit this year will then get an invite. Uh, something that wasn't in that is there's a proposed entry fee of $6,400 for the top 50 year. Uh, and then Boyd again once again says, kick back in a chair, uh, and I've seen... Uh, video and it's it's cute uh the basically everybody's the the 50 that are in this are going to make the most money ever that anybody's made in the professional fishing history streets are paved with gold same thing they got fed in 2018 so uh yeah so that there you go i hope that that cleared it up or clear as mud um thoughts thoughts um And and maybe some of them aren't what you would even think. I feel really bad, first of all. I feel really bad for the Matt Steffens of the world and the Gray Bucks that have paid entry fees and entry fees and entry fees, and and they have fished for a very long time because what's not outlined is what happens to those guys, and I think there were seven of them maybe, uh, six or seven, that get to go over there. Nick Hatfield, I believe, is one of them as well. That get to go to the BPT, Keith Carson, friend of mine. They get one year. If you don't make the top 10 in points, you're done, Zo. The way I read it. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's no reprieve. Like the elite series gives you a couple years to kind of get your crap figured out, but not with this new deal. So it it's unfortunate for the 2023 class coming in that this is all announced when they finally got their golden ticket to go do this, right? And and to get to that upper level. And uh it sucks. That's Look, again, that's my opinion. I'm reading into that, but one could do the math and see that that's what it is. You better finish in the top 10 and you're done. How are you going to have a three-year career average if you haven't even competed one year yet, right? So got to be in the top 10. That's what it looks like for those guys. It's a one-and-done situation if you're not in the top 10, which is not easy to do. Uh, I feel terrible for 25 Bass Pro Tour anglers for the majority of them uh some of them will be the owners that really just whatever uh and that doesn't matter they're gonna be fine uh but i feel terrible for the guys that rode into battle and and literally into battle because this has been very controversial since 2018 it has been a a crazy talking point for people like me and for fans and and it's been very disruptive to the sport of professional bass fishing. But these guys, especially the ones that left bass, or they quit the FLW tour that rode with these guys into battle, essentially. And they wore the badge of pride of BPT. And, dude, they were pissed at me. And they were pissed at anybody that said anybody about them. Good friends of mine. And now this has all come come to roost. I, I, I I've not lost any friends over this now. Like, we're good. We went through some tense moments, me and some of my closest friends because they they fought me on, you're wrong. These guys care about us, and they care about this and that. And But these 25, see ya, see ya. And you can argue you should have performed better in your three years. I get that. There's no professional sport out there where if you don't perform, you get to just continue to have a job. But there's also no professional sport where if you perform, then you are absolutely granted the opportunity to then pay a damn entry fee. That's what I say about the open. I mean, hell, MPFL Bassmaster Elites, the, the entry fees are the norm. Boyd even said that in a quote, entry fees are the norm. But the their uh, groundbreaking news in twenty eighteen was there would be no more entry fees, and then it you know immediately fizzled, right? Because it's not feasible, and I said that on here, uh, and and had my job threatened over it because they were upset that I said it wasn't feasible, what they were trying to do. And they were strong on and sponsors. And you've looked and you've seen a lot of sponsors have checked out or cut way back on what they've done with them since the hostile takeover that I called it. Right. And that's just it, man. Like that, that, that is what it is. Uh, but I do, I feel terrible because these guys were loyal and it shows you what loyalty can get you at times in this life, and I've said that on the show many times. Whether it be corporate America sponsors, whatever loyalty can burn you because the only thing that stays the same is things change, whatever the line is. And I made a joke on Instagram last night, or the goofy picture of Boyd that said the only thing that stays the same, or things change, and then they change again, or something like that. I I, I forget what I what I said exactly. I had a couple drinks, but but it is. It's just it's. Changes all the time, and man, I I do. I just can't help but feel absolutely terrible for the ones that were loyal to them. And and again, you can make the argument you boys should count them better. And the guys that that are in good graces and really profit from the Bass Pro Tour because they not only catch them, but they're their biggest personalities. Uh, And I'm not going to go down a laundry list of names because a lot of them are good friends of mine that I I dearly respect uh, on and off the water. But they're probably not going to complain for the most part. But I've also talked to some of them that are like, yeah, this is a shit deal. This is a shit deal for 25 guys because we kind of all came into this. And I think the writing's on the wall, right? Like that it's not, obviously, it has been for a long time, that it's not easy to do what they tried to pull off. And it's not going like they flexed it was going for so long. And I'm I, again, uh, I know I, I, I open about Marty Stone, but I'm hearing there are lots of people that it, that got kicked to the curb. You know whether it's production people or, or what media people or whatever. There were there was some moving and shaking going on. Some folks lost their jobs. You know that also were loyal and and rode with these guys. Right. So I think that uh, I feel terrible. I feel terrible for for them because. Bass fishermen are gullible. Hell, I'm gullible. We're all gullible and naive at times as humans. And you get, you know, shown something shiny, you think that that glitters gold and it'll bite you in the ass. And a lot of times that happens to us. It's happened to me multiple times. And in this situation, my gut told me, man, I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust them. And they're going to be, 45 guys call it that that ride with them into the future because they don't have a choice and that's that's the other take that i have on this is where in the hell are these anglers gonna go other than mpfl and listen man we don't necessarily have the room going into next year there's lots of moving and shaking going on in the league you gonna go to the opens fish nine opens all over the country i mean we saw bobby lane and ish do that and yeah most of these guys are good enough fishermen to qualify but damn dude there are only so many and you got to get in there and murderers row with all these young guys and people that have been in the opens that got the open system kind of figured out you go back to fishing with co-anglers they don't have an option because i said last night on the phone with a dear friend of mine that fishes there i'm like hell 50 of y'all just need to walk out he said Shit, they'll just high five each other that we did. That's what they're trying to do, anyways. And the strength would be in numbers. This is a very individual sport. And I've said this over and over and over. Everybody's an individual brand, so you can't you can't get that. I mean, you can't ever get eighty fishermen to agree on anything. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. So I think that uh something like that, and and I do hear rumblings, I'll say that. I do hear rumblings that they are organizing a little bit, maybe. We'll see. I won't go into details. I'm not going to spill their business on that. But they are trying to fight this to a certain extent because they don't think it's a good idea, they being a vast majority of the guys. Again, there are going to be a lot of them. They're like, oh, hey, whatever. Boyd's got our back. He's every. He's leaned back in his chair, and everybody's going to make more money than ever before. From his glorious mansion on the shores of Lake Gunnersville while bass fishermen are swiping damn credit cards left and right to get some more of that crack, as James Watson says, some of that bass fishing crack and shame on us for allowing it to happen. That's what I, that's all of this. is the bass fishermen's fault. Ultimately. Um, we were naive. We bought in, we believed it. And I say we, because there's a lot of things that they did that I've even said, Hey, I like it even after the, like I I got, it got very personal with me, obviously, in 2019. This is four years. Tomorrow will be four years since my mom passed away, and the day my mom passed away, Jim Wilburn, who's a son of a bitch, and I'll say that right here, tried to get me fired. After he sent me an email and I told him where I was at, I was watching my mother pass away, a son of a bitch tried to get me fired. So, yeah, I don't like him, but I can remove that from, from the love I have for the sport, the love I have for the anglers and the industry, in my opinion, needs to succeed. The FLW tour was a thing for very many years. There are great people within that organization, great people, and they all need jobs and this needs to succeed. Uh, I've said it multiple times, regardless of my opinions, it needs to continue. I am friends with a majority of the anglers over there. They need a place to fish. They hitched on to this damn this wagon and here we are. And I and I've had look, man, fans can be brutal. I've had people send me messages going, they can sleep in the bed they made. Shouldn't ever I can't I can't get there mentally with this. It's not their fault ultimately on the changes happening. It's their fault that they did decide to make this move and that they, like I said, all of us trusted that, that things would get sorted out, you know, but I think it's a, I think it's a very bad sign that things are not well from a financial standpoint. I think it's, it's a very bad sign, very bad sign. And from someone that works with a professional fishing league, it's tough out there. It is tough. So I can't fault them for making changes and and trying to get better, but I feel like they're not trying to get better for the anglers. Or for all the anglers. They're trying to get, and not even 50. They're trying to get better for just a few. And some of which benefit Boyd greatly. Right? Not that he needs it. <laughs> not that he needs it. I, I think he'll be okay. Jim Wilburn, not, they're good. They'll be okay. They'll be alright. uh, They'll be okay. You know. So, it's, but you know, it's the anglers that are going to suffer. And I think that, uh, you know, for a company like the MPFL, I think this is a good thing put on my company man hat. I think it, it could be if we got room to feed the mouths that are going to be need to be fed, but we got entry fees. We got, I, you know, it's not streets paid with gold. Like they were promised here. It's just bass fishing. That's what I love about MPFL though. It's just bass fishing, man. We cover it to the best of our abilities. They run an amazing damn tournament. And we pack it up, We take a little break, and we head to the next one. I mean, it's just, it's simple. There's no smoke and mirrors. There's no damn, we're not promising dancing girls on the front deck and everybody's going to have them two at a time, baby. Fireworks go off every time you set the hook. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, I don't know, man. That's a rundown. That's my opinion. It sucks, dude. It sucks for 25 guys. And if if you know, if you're sitting somewhere right now and you're doing the math that you're going to be in that 25, do you try to get in the opens right now? There's not signups. Do you try to get in the MPFL right now? Are you making phone calls to the guys that were going to leave? Like we had Gerald Spoyer on the show. I've not talked to Gerald. I've not talked to Randall Thart. I've not talked to guys like Jordan Lee that were advocates at Russ Lane, that were advocates for the five-fish limit and had it accomplished in an angler vote and all that. Are they walking? Because it was changed back without asking their opinion after they fought so hard and the league appeared to listen to them and then said, well, oh, hell, we got to get away from this. We're just going to do it. You have no say in what's going on. None. None. It is a dictatorship. Period. You have no say. You have no say. So do those guys get pissed and leave? Go to the opens, go to the NPFL. It's the only two options. I mean they could go fish pro circuit, but why would you want to give them more money? I wouldn't. That's like the pipe dream of for them, for these arrogant guys is Well, these 25 that get cut, they'll just go fish the pro circuit. Then we'll have some names fishing the pro circuit, and they can re-qualify. Dude, they're going to go like this, double bird. I would. I think a lot of them will. I'd rather starve to death in bass fishing purgatory in the opens than give you another damn penny, son, in a Toyota or a freaking pro circuit. Absolutely, if I'm one of these 25 guys in 2025, piss off. I rode into, this was supposed to be the bottom 10 dropped and you couldn't even stick to that, bud, because some owners were going to get their butt spanked, right? (laughs) You kept cheaters over a guy like Mike McClelland. You've made piss poor decisions and it's led you to this point. Period, end of story. Period, end of story. So, we'll see. It ain't nothing but a press release right now. Can the anglers get it stopped? Can enough of them say, well, we ain't going to pay you shit next year. See you, Boyd, and get it stopped. I don't know. There's a lot of arrogance you got to overcome over there, man. A lot of it. A lot of snakes. A lot of snakes on that plane. (laughs) And the plane's going, and there's snakes. So be careful. Be careful. And look, as a a guy, I want to close with this. As a guy that, like I said, that works for a tournament trail, that's had its struggles, that's looked right here at this camera and told you those struggles in year one that they had. That's looked right here in this camera and talked about things that have happened openly. Have had the owners of here on of that trail on here not as a as a PR fluff piece, but to be honest with the low lifers, with fishing fans about what in the hell is going on. Multiple times, they're transparent. They've made mistakes. Mistakes will be made again. Bassmaster makes mistakes. Mistakes will be made again. This is more than a mistake. It's more than a mistake. And it's rooted in arrogance. And it's rooted in taking advantage of a large group of anglers that chose to saddle up next to you and take on the entire industry to be the next great thing and you shot them a bird and told them that the 50 that we're going to get to stick around were going to be richer than ever. But also, we need your $6,000. I'm going to take you out with some Bloxy Blues Special Edition Low Budget Live. It's been a while. It's been a while. One thing about it, there's one guarantee in bass fishing, I feel like. And it is this. It is the simple fact that when it's a slow news fall, (laughs) there's one constant with MLF. When it's a slow news fall, tournaments are over with. We got one more MPFL coming up. That's it. Toyota Championship, I think. But when it's slow, and this time of year kind of tends to get that way. It can get boring for me on LBL sometimes. The gift that always keeps on giving will be Boy it <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'll see y'all Monday. See that could ever be a friend of mine The summer heat never treats me kind it leaves trouble on my mind so I'm bidding farewell putting in my notice and I'll see you at another time this highway does not know my name and I don't care of gas